0: The Louis Duval Experience is a production of Soul Magic Studios. Welcome everybody to the Louis Duval Experience. Thank you so much for joining in, and we are so glad to have all of you listening in. Today is going to be a, an amazing day because it's actually my very first interview. So today, my guest on the Louis Duvall experience. Just give a little backstory here. Her first speaking role was on Grey's Anatomy and a reoccurring role on Fox's Rosewood, also the new edition story. She's also appeared in films by Live By Night, by starring Ben Affleck, A Star is Born, starring Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, the Netflix series Bright, starring Will Smith, and Marvel Studios' WandaVision, Starring Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany on Disney Plus. Which, by the way, I think she's actually, uh, if she doesn't know this, uh, she's actually made Marvel history. Uh, she's a professional model who's torn up the runways in New York and Paris Fashion Week, a regular on QVC and HSN Networks, beauty pageant winner, dancer, appeared on BET's Rip the Runway. She's also been featured in Essence and Today's Black Man Magazine, a stunt performer, a writer, an owner of a clothing line, an amazing mother, and superhero nerd. How much can this girl do? She's doing everything but throwing a kitchen sink. But my friends, she's just getting started. My fellow listeners, I present to you my homie, my friend, Miss Lori Livingston. Hey, Lori, how are you?
1: You know what? I'm just going to package you up. I'm going to package you up. Wait, wait, wait. Take- I, I got to do the
0: hair horns again. One more time. <clears throat> <coughs> we got to <laughs> do this again. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you, my friend, my homie, Miss Lori Livingston. <laughs> yeah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you, I am going to package you up. I'm going to take you with me. Like, this is going to be my intro everywhere I go. You know, when I go into the grocery store, there's going to be Louis DeVault. Like, listen, he's going to be standing there at the, listen, at the door. Listen, I, I, th- this that reminds
0: me of I'm gonna Get You Sucker, where... <laughs> He where the where Keenan Keenan's uh, Keeper Narvin Wayne's character was just walking around with theme music, and he's like, "What's that? Yes. That's your theme music." Yeah, you got, I, got, got Isaac <laughs> Isaac Hayes. <laughs> that yes. that that's that is what's going to happen. Oh my yes. gosh! Now uh, before Hi. before I oh my gosh! All right, so <clears throat> you, you you can feel the excitement. You feel the nervousness right now. Um, <laughs> I am so much a geek fan of you for a thousand and one different reasons, but um, I am gonna try to keep myself reserved. I, well, I will say this though, I, I cannot promise you to keep my I, that I will keep myself reserved. I, I can't <laughs> promise you that because my inner geek them every time we talk, it's like it's the inner nerd just pops out. But for the sake of the show, we will try to keep it very, very professional. I can't, uh, yeah, but I, I, I can't hold you to that. I can't
1: promise you that, but
0: my friend, how the hell are you? How are you my
1: friend? Hey. hey Lewis, how are you? First of all, thank you for this opportunity. Seriously, I think this is an incredible incredible show you have. I'm so proud of you. Oh. I'm so proud. I've always told you you should be doing something like this, so I'm glad to see you venturing out into your own. So. And 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 you said I'm the first. See you, you said me. I'm the first. You oh, really, my gosh. You really I'm, I'm love hurt. me. You
0: really, really love me.
1: <laughs> you
0: are my first. You are, you are cracking me. I'm cracked out of the cocoon because of you. So wow. um, I, I think that for both of us, because we're both emerging up and comings uh, in mm-hmm. our own perspective lanes, um, I think that it's important to get someone that I said, and I told you, I said, listen, when I get this thing popping and rolling, you're my first, you, you are the first person I come to. And what did you say? you like, no problem, Lewis. It's okay. We're going to do it. Let's do it. No, wait a minute. Oh, wait a
1: minute. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Time out. Put some more bass in my voice. I got a, I got a very rich voice. Come on. Come on, Lewis. Use some of that bass oh, in there. You no, add I, some of that bass I, to
0: that I voice. I could not do your voice justice if I try to do girly <laughs> slap with bass in it. But um, I, I I'm wondering, is your DMs going bonkers right now?
1: Oh my goodness! <laughs>
0: <laughs> is like um, I, I want because see, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, I'm wondering, is like old boyfriends or old flames, like sliding into the DMs or leaving voice messages like, hey, Lord, you know I'm talking about, you know the thing, girl, I was just, you know, just thinking about you, and you know, and I just want to know, you know, have you been thinking about me like I've been thinking about you? I'm just curious, <laughs> has that been your DMs lately?
1: <laughs> oh my God, your 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 voiceover characters are just absolutely hilarious. Oh my goodness. Um, actually, there've been three ex-boyfriends who have emerged i knew it i knew, Three. It. I knew Three. it i didn't see I that knew coming. It. i knew it i knew it <laughs> i didn't see it coming like it, it literally caught me off guard i i because you know you're so caught up in your moment of what you're trying to do and you know who you are and everything's happening all so fast you know you're not thinking about the exes you know you're, you're thinking about what you're doing so right. when uh, the first one kind of came along i, I was I, I kind of thought I was seeing things, you know. I saw his name come up on he 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 had liked one of my pictures. Mind you, I hadn't spoken to this man in like five years. Mm-hmm.
0: And, shall, <laughs> and so it begins.
1: And so it begins. <laughs> yes. You know, so I'm like looking at my phone, I'm like, did I just see what I think I just saw? What? So, I needless to say, I didn't respond. I, uh, no answer is an answer. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs>
0: No answer is definitely an answer. Absolutely. It's an answer.
1: Yes. So, you know, still no obligation to respond to people. But yes, I mean, some of them have come out these serious woodwork. Like, uh, yes, yeah, I have three. I have three right now who have literally just kind of
0: reemerged. That's hilarious. There, There is a film, um, there's an independent film that was done here in Philly. Uh, it's called Computer Love. Um, directed by a very really 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 good friend of mine. Uh and he put a scene in where this this um this this chick that this guy was dating and um because it was internet dating, so mm-hmm. he met this, you know, he met the the young lady on the internet and she he's driving her home. And he's like, you know, I had a really good time, this, that and the third. He said, but I you know I don't know whether or not if I should walk you to your house. She's like, "Yeah, I don't know either because you know there's a guy, my ex, he's sitting in the bushes right there waiting for me." And I'm like, <laughs> "What?" The audience went crazy, laughter with that. So now it's like, now you got to look over your shoulder. Now you got to, you know, it, I uh, I I don't. I think you can handle yourself though. I think you can kick ass, you know, and and. <laughs> Take names later, Uh, so I don't think that these cats, uh, (laughs) these cats, I appreciate that confidence. I appreciate that. Hey, I went down your IMDb list and I saw that you had put on there stunt double. I mean, not stunt double, stunt, uh, stunt, stunt, uh, actress Mm -hmm. or stunt, stunt or or stunt trained. There it Mm -hmm. is, stunt trained. So, anybody that can be taking a gun you know, whipping it from my hand and then putting it back at me and talk about some, yeah, now try that again. But, you know, try try, try to hold the gun this time, guy. And, you know, and you're like, I'm supposed to be robbing you. And you're like, nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you can handle yourself. <laughs> you get ahead of yourself.
1: I appreciate Ooh. that. Thank you. Um, yeah, uh, that's how I got started in Hollywood, basically.
0: Ah, so. well, oh, yeah. let's go back. Let's go back, if you may. Back at the time. Uh, for the listeners, because I know that we all have a story and um i guess i'm more curious to uh to dive into your backstory um if i may just a little bit deeper than uh the surface but um where are you from first and foremost
1: i am from harrisburg pennsylvania so most people don't know what that is everyone thinks when they think pennsylvania they think of philly first or pittsburgh so if you're not from Pennsylvania, I pretty much just won't even try to explain it to you. <laughs> I'll just kind of let you go.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they'll but, say, yeah. they'll,
0: they'll think Philly first. You're like, oh, yeah, you're from Philly. No. Nah, and there. I just kind of,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, just let it go. I Like, I'm not even going to explain, because to try to tell you where Harrisburg, Pennsylvania is, literally, like, if you blink, you have gone through the entire city. So it's it's not worth it. But if you know anything about your, you know, American history, you know that. We are the capital. Harrisburg is the capital of Pennsylvania. Again, everyone thinks it's Philly, Everybody which, it should, it's Philly. Be, which and, it should be. And, and, and you know, the funny,
0: the funny part is that there's some cats that actually think Pittsburgh is the capital, too. So, you know, wow. you, you're all over the place as far as where it's at. So you are from the capital, Harrisburg. In dimension, yeah. it's like if you were to run through Harrisburg, you can run that bad boy in like 30 minutes. And Probably in a, and a yes. good in a good jog you can run yes. through it. Yes. Small town, small yes. beginnings. Um, yes. What was what? How was growing up with uh, in in the in the Berg as they call it? How was growing up in the <laughs> Berg for you?
1: I, I like to be uh, very transparent with that, you know, because I think a lot of times we we as uh, people in TV or people aspiring to be in TV, um, we try to hide our, our beginnings and we try to make it seem like we have it all together initially and always had. And I didn't, you know, we, we grew up very poor. I know my mom doesn't get excited when I, when I make that announcement, but we did, you know, it was, she was a single parent mother and she raised two kids on her own and we lived, you know, in the hood, we lived in like one of the worst areas, if not the worst areas of the city. So it was rough, you know, it was constant looking over your shoulder, constant being protected. Now we had a lot of family out there too. <clears throat> out there. So I think my story was a little bit safer than a lot of other people. And this was the eighties of course, growing up, but, um, it wasn't it wasn't the best it wasn't the best uh as far as my beginning
0: we have we, we share a similarity uh i was i was born in harlem so um mm. the cool the cool part is is that i think your family saw something in you and your brother and um they said well we need them to be in a better life and give them an opportunity and yeah uh, well, so what did they do what was their decision? Mom,
1: well, my mom, my mom, I have to give credit to my mom. I mean, she she had some friends that, you know, when she was growing up, they had kind of gone through um, the Milton Hershey system. It was like a, it's a school, it's a boarding school. And she heard about it and herself growing up. So she thought about us as far as giving us a better life. <clears throat> and she decided to put us in that that same boarding school, which in my opinion was the best decision she could have made. I believe if she had kept me and my brother home, we probably would have ended up exactly the way like some of our family members ended up. And I don't mean to put them down in any way. But, you know, let's just be honest. Some of them went to prison. Some of them, you know, started out with, you know, teenage parents. Some of them just kind of do. They didn't have great examples, you know, for their life. So I believe I would have been a very similar story had I not gone, been sent away to this private school that my mom sent me to. So it shifted. I think she sent me around. I was still very young. So I was roughly around 10, 11 years old. When she sent my brother and I, and uh, it was the best decision. I didn't like it at the time. Let's just be honest. You know, I was like, I didn't, I don't get this. You know, I just want to be home, but it turned out to be the best thing she could have done.
0: Cool. And <clears throat> for the listeners, uh, we share a very unique connection uh, because, as you went to Milton Hershey and your brother went to Milton Hershey, uh, I also went to Milton Hershey as well and that's yeah. and that's how we form this amazing bond that i don't think anybody in the world understands yes but us yeah. so yeah we share that commonality that we had someone that looked out for us and our well-being and said hey we want these guys we want this person we want this you know we mm-hmm. want them to have a better life in a better opportunity, yeah. so uh, I, I came all the way from Harlem, from New York mm. City, all the way to Hershey, Pennsylvania, and mm-hmm. uh, you—you were—you're a little older, you know. I think you were a senior when I was a freshman. Gotcha. I was a, you, yeah. I was like a you know, just an upstart, you know, snotty-nosed guy, and uh, <laughs> and I. Li- <laughs> the funny part is, is that I knew you by your brother because your brother and I lived together. Mm-hmm. Your brother and I was in, we shared the same uh, the same student home, and uh, I don't know if you if you know this, but you know I, I wonder was your family all comics? Because that guy <laughs> is so what? damn funny, and I'm like, I know she's got some of those those chops in there where she's hilarious. Because I've seen, and I'll get to that, but I wonder is everybody you know in the Livingston households? comedians I, I i just need to know that
1: <laughs> my brother is hilarious but his humor is uh his he, his humor is really derived from my uncles my uncles were more so i wouldn't say they were in trying to be funny but they were naturally just goofy you know um then and the funnier thing is the funniest of them was my uncle donnie and he was literally a street fighter like this man is the reason why the Livingston name in my hometown was, was respected. I mean, no, no joke. Like he, nobody messed with us. Like I remember growing up and trying to date, you know, guys would not date me because they would find out. <clears throat> oh, you
0: that my, Lord, you that Livingston girl. I don't know. Oh, oh
1: Don, Donnie's your uncle. Oh, Oh, don't touch her. Nah, don't. Nah. Like literally <laughs> like their father. Fo- like, I'm not joking. Their father, I've had guys I dated Their their parents, their father would be like Literally pulling their sons away from me Because they were terrified of my Uncle Donnie, you know Like he was seriously no joke. And for him to have been so respected in the streets, you know, people were men were terrified of him, you know, and he wasn't a bully. He wasn't necessarily a bully, but he he definitely held his own. He wasn't, you know, guns and eyes. He would fight you like a man, you know, and he was he was seriously no joke, you know, but he was the goofiest man on the planet to me growing up. Wow. The total opposite. So, like when people were terrified, I'm like, "Uncle oh, Donnie," you know, like he wouldn't hurt Man, a fly. That's Uncle Don, he, he's, exactly. He's no like, I mean, we, didn't, we called him Uncle Doc. You know, we called him Doc Holiday. But,
0: oh, or, okay, okay. Yeah,
1: but he he just he was he was a goofball, and my brother spent like the most time with him, so that's why my brother is like absolutely. Uh like I'm telling you, they're like twins like they're they're so much alike it's crazy it's, it's all, crazy
0: it's all coming together now
1: it's all
0: <laughs> blending together now got it cuz you guys are hilarious and like I said I'll I'll yeah. get to that uh, in shortly but um yeah so um I've always wondered though uh when you were at MHS that's what we used to call it back in the day for you listeners yes. out there from Lone Hershey school it was uh, MHS or, t- or the or the, or the milk, you know shout out chocolate mm-hmm. city uh, the original Chocolate City. Um, yeah. At <laughs> any at any point, <laughs> at any point um, did did performing ever cross your mind?
1: Oh, every day. Um, it's funny to hear a lot of the alumni kind of come back to me now, where they're all like, you know, you used to always say, and I'm like, really? Like, I don't remember it. It was constantly coming out of my mouth. Like uh, people were always saying, oh, that's all you talked about. You were going to be a model. You're going to be this. You're going to be. And I'm like, really? Like, I have no recollection of saying I knew I wanted it. I knew it was like deep rooted in me. I knew I was never focused at school. I was always focused on like where I was going next with my next move." But um, I like don't we remember. All were. We all were at that yeah. point. It was like, no. Nah. Yeah, like we're all looking at it like when I get out of here, right? Like I leave. It's, it's,
0: yeah. <laughs> they opened them doors, and, it's, and, and, it, them and, them. And, and I hate to make it sound like it was prison, <laughs> even though it wasn't. But it was like, <laughs> yo, when I get up out of here, yo, yes. let, me, let me just tell you, right, let me, when I get up <laughs> out of here, I ain't gonna ever come back in this joint. And we didn't have, we had no idea how good we had it, yet. No exactly.
1: idea, exactly <laughs> until them doors closed behind us, right. Reality of the life, like wait a minute, hold up, wait, I, I don't get the mail bus
0: coming. And there were some of us that actually ran back and knocking on the door to like, excuse me, come excuse me, uh, may, I, may I help you? May I help you, madam? May I help you, sir? And like, yeah, I'm a little hungry. <laughs> I get some, I get some chicken pot pie. pie. You know, Met,
1: so. Look, please, please, just spare me something, you right? Know. So that's um,
0: so you. So it did cross your mind, but did you actually ever? Do anything at the mill like where i did you you did so is there any footage
1: i'm not sure um who was i I was in theater i definitely was in theater that was the first thing i went into but um like any other group like any other high school setting you know there's the popular kids and then there's the not so popular kids Growing up, I was definitely not the popular kid. And when I say that, everyone's always like, what? I'm like, I wasn't. I was the geek. I was the girl with the glasses on, with the bad curl, you know, in the back. I remember those pictures. Come on. so (laughs) Exactly. So you saw what I was working with back then. So I was not the, the fan favorite, you know. And people kind of dismiss me and push me to the back a lot of times. But I was always right there trying to do it. I was always a dancer. But the only people who knew that I could dance were people in my student home. Right. I was, I was always in the talent shows. I used to do all the talent shows. I have several talent show dance dance routines. I would love to see these. So if you can get your hands on them, please, please.
0: If I can find maybe like one or two cats that may have still connections with like archive footage, that would be dope.
1: That would Um, be dope. I would absolutely love to see it. I did several dance routines. One was, um, I did one with uh, another uh, alumni we did the first dance routine back in like I think it was like sixth grade or something and then I the following year after that I think it was like 88 or something like that I did another one by myself and I was Janet Jackson I think it was a uh, pleasure principle so we
0: need to get that footage because you never please, know we never please, know. like i went all out for that
1: one i went all out i went home i bought myself a little tiny little skirt We have a little hiked up 80s you know little crop pants and my little boots That's or whatever awesome i, I, I myself little gloves like i was not playing okay i was very this this was not a this was not a talent show for me you know right. this was like my a debut. No, this I one. no, I totally dig it. I totally dig it. I
0: used yes. to, I used to envy the people that used to uh, do performing arts at, at the Milk. Uh, I was <laughs> so captivated by the stuff that they were doing, and I'm like, mm-hmm. no, nah, that's not me. That's not me. But I would always love it. But um, I I yeah. you know if you did it, man, that's a piece that that would have been something I would have loved to have seen. And um, if I do know someone that can cap- so you know if anybody out there from the mill and you you know you're listening to the show you know you are and you got mm-hmm. that footage you know just you know mm-hmm. slide slide in Lori's dm and say hey don't just slide <laughs> but make sure that you preface first like hi i have your <laughs> footage i don't want to come in i don't want to be that guy to get assassinated by uncle doc don't want to do that <laughs> so uh (laughs) this is so fun that's Um, awesome (laughs) so fast forward so that so you you graduated from the Milt, uh fast forwarding um what did you do after the milk
1: i went to college for a little while uh i went to penn state and uh, i never knew that i did i I went to penn state and i you know got up there and did my best to uh to focus on college i wasn't as focused as i should have been um i later transferred out of there and transferred down to morris brown college in atlanta georgia and and again because you know that's where i wanted to be i wanted to go to more of a historically black college but from milton hershey i didn't quite have the ability to do so Mm -hmm. so i would because I think, in a sense, Milton Hershey tend to kind of push a little bit towards, like, the schools that were kind of closer by. Yeah,
0: like Penn you State, know? University Yeah. Penn, or, you know, yeah. real, 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 yeah, really, really exactly. one of those uppity schools that are just Yeah.
1: In, not, that's not all us. That stuff. <laughs> right so you take it and you're like okay i'm going to school woohoo! but it wasn't my heart you know and i went up there and i just kind of you know farted around with what i wanted to do while i was there and then kind of transferred out and went to a historically black college in atlanta georgia and by the time i got there i was like so out of the loop of being you know in an all black not only state seemingly because i swear atlanta's all black (laughs) but you know an all black school so i i again began to find myself fumbling around again you know like hey you know where do I belong how am I supposed to figure this out so I did attempt to go to college and get my education and guess what I studied of all things
0: uh, blow me away
1: <laughs> nursing
0: no way
1: I studied to be a midwife nurse
0: get out of here well that's yeah. on your resume now so if there's you know
1: ah, uh, well Ner- I would not nurse Betty have... no no I wouldn't know. I yeah. yeah. Uh, you wouldn't. You
0: don't want that. Well, that would be a really great comedy. I, you know, like <laughs> I could like, act like a nerd. Right. No, be... Yeah, you know, what I mean, <laughs> something crazy like you're birthing an alien or something like that. That would be that would be freaking tremendous. So, when you're, you know, you're you're at you're at college and uh yeah. and, and you, when you transferred out, was there was there a from like from me? When I was at Cheney, uh, I had what was called, uh, lovingly from Oprah, an aha moment. Mm. It was a come to Jesus moment. And suddenly I realized like, holy crap, I'm supposed to do this. And the funny part is, it's like sometimes it just ushers you to doing that aspect of what you're supposed to be destined to do. Mm -hmm. And either it's from someone else or it's just that that's, you know, you just found yourself like, hey, where am I at? Oh, okay, I'm here. All right. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. was there, was that, was there an aha moment to, you know, as you're, as you're going to your counselor and, you know, say, you know, I really want to be, you know, a, a nurse, but um, is there anything else that I can do besides, <laughs> you know? Because I know this takes like thousands of years. So was there, exactly right? Did the aha moment come there, or was that you know?
1: Yes. Yes. Talk the to aha me about that. Came. It came, but it wasn't me that had the aha moment. It was someone around me. So basically, I'm doing the college thing. I'm in all the classes. You know, I'm taking all the classes. I'm enjoying it. I'm laughing at some of my professors and. While on my off time in college, like we all do, we party while we're, you know, out of, and when you're out of class, you party, you go to the, you know, whatever the clubs or whatever like that. So I'm out partying and living my life. And someone found me, discovered me, and decided I should be a model. Uh huh. Right. So I remember kind of him coming to me and I'm thinking, you know, like, yeah, right, whatever. But I took a chance and I went and I went to his event. And when I got there, um, it was clear that I'm supposed to to be doing this mm. as a model, and I'd always heard people say it, and it was something I always wanted to do. But of course, I had no knowledge on how to actually get there. So to have this gentleman find me, actually find me, and to this day, he'll tell everybody, "I discovered Lori."
0: I so- <laughs> as, <laughs> he should, as he should, as yeah. he should. Yeah, it was it was good intention. Now the, the I'm wondering the cool part is is like you know they just don't do that for one they discover more. So there's a lot of Lori Livingston's that could be walking around. I mean, there's an originator, you know, there's only one, (laughs) Lori Livingston. But, you know, the people that he's, you know, said, hey, you got something. You got something there, kid. Let me bring you over here. Let me show you what's Mm -hmm. going on. Mm -hmm. And for them to take the chance like you did, that's, I'm I'm quite sure he's doing God's work, so.
1: And he did. He he was a sweetheart. His name was Cortez, and he found me. He, I will give him that he did find me and he start putting me in all these different shows and just kind of teaching me, you know, like, Hey, you need to, cause I was, I was a tomboy. Like I, I didn't care, you know, my hair was usually pulled up in a ponytail. I had on my my sneakers. I liked to dance. You know, I was like hip hop queen. My my pants were like super baggy. You remember the style back then? Like everything was just big. And I didn't care about like my physique and, and keeping myself in shape and toned and tight like you needed to be as a professional model. So he really kind of pulled me out of that whole tomboy look and was like, Hey, I need you to be more feminine. I need you to be more of a girl. Not that you're not, but you need to carry yourself this way as a professional model. So um, he really kind of started that ball. He got that ball rolling. And I basically left college behind and dove headfirst into my modeling career.
0: And for that amount of time, wow, that's just amazing that you said, I'm going to take this chance and just go with it. How, when you when you left to, you know, to start off with your with your career as a model, uh, how many years were you in the game?
1: As a professional model, uh, ultimately twenty years. Whew. Twenty years. So uh, that was You've starting seen a lot. You've seen a lot. I've definitely experienced and seen a lot. Yes, and I mean, I went literally from ground zero all the way up to. Working with the biggest names in in the world as designers, Valentino, you know, modeling for Valentino, modeling for Vince Camuto, modeling for Iman, you know, personally modeling for Iman, supermodel Iman. Um, one of the highlights of my career, I will always say, is where she literally, she came right up to me and she held me, held my face, and she looked me right in my face. She said, "You are my favorite model." Like I, I literally. Wow. Exactly, that's teary-eyed moment, girl. That's
0: a teary-eyed moment
1: right there. I, I was just floored. I was floored, you know, because Iman doesn't just throw out compliments with everybody. She doesn't just take pictures with anybody, you know. Like she's she's very meticulous about who she likes, right? And who she, you know, who she decides to, I want to say endorse, but it decides to acknowledge, so so to say. And for her to say that to me. Like I, I could have just, my whole career was complete. You know, I had, I had accomplished everything just for her to see the model in me and to acknowledge it. Like that was just still one of those moments. Was like, Oh my gosh.
0: I, I can I live vicariously through those words just to hear, you know, yes. what you've gone through or what you've experienced and who you've seen and what you've wore. What's the most expensive dress? Or, I mean, I wouldn't, let me say not expensive. What was the most, uh, from the brand that you, you that you've uh you know, strutted your stuff in, uh, what was the like this is the dress, like this is you know, I I'm I'm wearing this guy or I'm wearing this, you know, this artist or this designer or this person. You know, who was that was- who would be your top? <laughs>
1: There was several. There was several, but I mean, like most of them are are extremely expensive, you know. So you don't want to do anything in the dress where you bought the dress. So you learn really (laughs) quick. (laughs) (laughs) So you learn really quick, you know, to not wear deodorant. You know, ladies, come on, models, don't wear deodorant. Uh. Uh, Don't wear perfume. You don't wear anything because it's not your dress. Uh. So if you stain, yeah, if you stain that dress, if you mess up that dress, you you bought it. Wow you own it, you know? So the dresses, they look like a million bucks, but you know, like basically you have no deodorant on, you have no perfume on, you are literally freshly washed, hopefully. hopefully. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> freshly washed and you go, you stretch yourself in that dress and then you take it back off and make sure it gets to where it's supposed to be. Um, but I would say a personal favorite of mine that I modeled for was Naeem Khan, the designer Naeem Khan. And okay. he's just even to this day, I love his pieces and he, I modeled for him for a, a season or two huh? and he- he was. Uh, he he said to me, I, I reminded him of someone. He gave me a name, and I'm sorry I don't have that name right now. But he gave me a name of a model. He was like, you remind me of this person. Your style, you know, you have such a such a pizzazz about you. And I, I just really appreciated that with him. But his his clothes, like, if he's very, he's a quintessential. Just everything is sparkly and sequined and shiny and you know dramatic and big. And that's what you want as a as a as a model. You want to wear the most dramatic pieces to say that's what I did to have pictures and those things. So to model for him was the highlight valentino would be the next one wow Valentino. 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 Now, to understand, Valentino, you have to be a size negative zero. Like, (laughs) you have to be not just zero. Not just zero. Negative zero.
0: Negative zero.
1: (laughs) Yes, because zero is too big. You know, that's way too big. Come on. But um, as a model, you have to fit his sample sizes. So what people don't understand about Valentino and many high-end, high couture, high fashion designers, what they don't understand is there's a piece on the inside of that dress that if you cannot close that with room you know like you might be able to get it on and it'll be like snug none of that not enough it has to have room like when you close that you have to be able to effortlessly zip that zipper or it's not going to be zippers it's going to be like hooks but um you have to be able to effortless effortlessly hook that thing up put it up together and then and then zip up the dress wow so does they, they, they,
0: they so if they put the finger test, you know, they slip they slip the finger in and they it's like
1: pull well, they it know. snug. They, you oh,
0: oh so the zipper is the what does the finger test then?
1: You know, no, you, the we, zipper is what you see. The inside, <laughs> the inside of the dress right. is what you don't see. So if I can't close that up at oh, all, oh wow, at all, you're you're too big. You're not getting in that dress. I've never, so heard any, I've never. Oh, heard. you won't, and you won't. They won't tell you that, right? But like, I had to be a twig, a tw- and I'm already a pretty small girl, but I had to be even more of a twig just to get into that dress. And I remember when that when they zipped up that Valentino dress on me and feeling like, oh, there, God, thank you. <laughs> 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 oh, God, thank you. I can fit it. I, yeah. You know, I don't think people realize that.
0: You know, when you're talking to someone that's in that 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 industry, like how. How difficult that is! How stressful that is! Yes. You know, when it comes to like you, you you're wearing you're wearing that you're wearing that piece, mm-hmm. and you don't want to screw up your opportunity to wear that piece. So, exactly. never heard of negative zero before, but you know, <laughs>
1: if you it, it pu- is, you I swear the thing you pulled I, that off,
0: so it was destined. <laughs> so, thank thankfully your bladder was working with you, and you were like, no. <laughs> no danishes no no oatmeal, oh, not even water i don't even want to swallow air right now it's just like like i was gonna
1: say i was gonna say air sandwiches would have been too much like come on air sandwiches that's way i'm counting the calories on air like okay how many calories is in this next breath that i'm about to take did, you know exactly did paris,
0: did paris change your perspective when you were um just about the world you know like small girl you know small town girl from from harrisburg going to paris how was that mindset? Was
1: that like, yo, I'm in Paris, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> what's what's that song by, by Kanye West? I'm not gonna say the title, but you know exactly. Yeah, I know Kanye. what you're talking about. Yo.
0: That is so hilarious. I mean, um, I've never been, so again, I have to live vicariously through you. So that was
1: me. That song was me. That was, you know, every time I, and, and ironically, that song was somewhat popular during the time I was there. So that was like my theme song the entire time I was in France. Um, the, Paris goes back to my childhood. So uh, being that impoverished kid in the hood, we took French classes. I was in an academic prep school. And in that school, they taught us different languages. So they gave us the option of French or English. I'm sorry, French or Spanish. And I chose French because I was surrounded by Spanish people, you know, so uh-huh. it's like, well, I- that from my, my next door neighbor all I right. gotta do is look, you cuss your kids out I, I'll figure that out you know? <laughs> I know what puta means
0: right 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 we know <laughs> the, know. why do we all know the curse words in Spanish we know all, the words. <laughs> all the curse words in Spanish <laughs>
1: We got the curse word (laughs) Right,
0: we know that. "Mm -hmm." And and in my
1: mind, that's Spanish. I can speak Spanish. If I can cuss you out, I can speak Spanish. Right, right. I don't need a teacher to teach me what I can learn already. So it was like uh, I wanted to learn French, and I took a a French class the entire time that I was in the school. My teacher's name was Madame Dunbar, and I loved her. She was just – she just loved us, and we could feel that. So she talked to us like we were French. Like when we went into that class, we didn't speak any English. It was all French all the time. And I remember my first day in that French class. And I looked up at a picture, and there was a picture hanging on her wall of Arc de Triomphe, which is Arch de Triomphe, which is the way Americans say it. And I remember looking at oh, this. Say and that's ha-
0: slow, girl. You got to go. Yeah, Slee, that's slow. You gotta come on back with that. Say that's, slow. <laughs> say that thing slow, girl. Go ahead. Come on one more time. Arc
1: de Triomphe. <sighs> y'all hear that? Man, I want to learn some <laughs> French now. <laughs> So, and, and trust me, that's the way the French taught me to say it. Cause I was over there straight up Americanizing it. Like Arch de Triomphe. And they were like, <laughs> um, no, yeah, ma'am. I'm going to no. I'm a need to, <laughs> to take some of that American out of that. Right. Okay? Right. 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 You need to fix that. Okay. You're in France now. Um, but yeah, I, I remember seeing that, that picture hanging up on the wall and I had no idea where it was necessarily. I just knew when I saw that picture, that was, I was going. I was going to be there. And this was in second grade in in school, sitting in this French class, this little girl. And I looked, and that picture could have been up the street for all I knew. It could have been around the corner. I didn't know where it was. I just knew that picture of of that monument, I was going to go. I was going to be there. So for me, going to France was fulfilling for that little second grader who was sitting in that class clueless as to what I was looking at. And that was actually ironically the first monument that I saw when I first landed in, in France, I, um, I was living in a place. So I had these people kind of where I was staying at, show me around. And the first thing we passed was literally Arc de Triomphe. Wow. Literally. And I took a picture and I still have that picture to this day of my first time seeing it. And it was kind of like my way to say to myself, um, because you, ha- you have to tell yourself that, you know, like, good job, you know, mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you have to talk to that level of where you were that, you know, that level of who you were that wanted that that goal. You have to go back and speak to that person that you were and, and tell them, look, I did it. We did it, you know may sound crazy to some people but honestly trust me it's it's very helpful because it's almost like a bucket list check internally it's like a way of just kind of validating yourself but on a, on a deeper deeper level
0: it's full circle it's absolutely it full circle
1: yes yes you know,
0: you you you've, you've, man that's yes. that's dope that is a one of a life once in a lifetime mm-hmm. yeah there's the um I picked up this expression. I was uh, watching CBS Sunday mornings and it was this expression uh, segment that they have in this uh, this segment. They were talking about things that happen that were supposed to happen for yeah. you. It was like predestined for you to do. And even though you may not have known that that was supposed to happen for you, but it was supposed mm-hmm. to happen for you. And they called it God Wings. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Every, once yeah. in
0: a, every once in a while, you know, you. It's like if you walk out the house and you're like, "Man, I ain't got no money in my pocket. I don't I got, mm-hmm. got about two dollars. I'm supposed to eat something." Mm-hmm. and Then you see on the ground a hundred dollars. Yes, right there, just a hundred dollars, just right there, just sitting in front of your car.
1: Exactly. It makes you wonder, like, oh, who, oh, was, oh.
0: who was standing in front of my car with a hundred dollars? Exactly. <laughs> who was that? Exactly. And, and so that that was a, you, Lori, you have many godwings i I'm seeing. i am saying you have many godwings
1: oh there's more oh there's more oh
0: you, listen more. and here's here's something for you um i i know that that transition from from the modeling world
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know from not eating air sandwiches and not uh, <laughs> not drinking anything for two decades there's so many people that I know that have admired and watched you you know, while you would, you know, they they turn on the television set and they would see, you know, you on QVC, and they're like, "I know that girl,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know
0: her. What's she doing on the TV set?" And you're just doing your thing. So it, it's it's kind of like full circle when it, when the question is now posed with your transition from doing modeling to to acting. So. Do you even remember your first audition when that moment came when you said, I'm going to do acting? What was the, uh, you know, in that transitional phase when you said, I'm going to do it, I'm getting myself into it, I'm going to dive deep into it. Boom. Let me just go ahead and audition. Do you remember your first audition?
1: I don't actually, Um, because I kind of knew I was going to do it all. Like I was determined to get into the entertainment world. Period. So it didn't really matter how it happened. I just knew I was going to do it. Honestly, it's funny you're bringing this up because I thought I was actually going to be a singer. Were? I did. I thought I was going to have a. I thought I was going to have a band. I thought. <laughs> <Word>? <laughs> I did. I thought. I thought I was going to be a singer and I was going to have a band. Like I literally auditioned. The fr- okay, I'll give you that. The first audition that I do remember was actually a singing audition, and we. I quit my job in Pennsylvania. And drove in the middle of the night to New York City to sing for Def Jam. Oh wow! I was in a girl group. Oh uh, wow! We, yeah, and we, really? had, we had, oh yeah, we had formed a group in 24 hours, and it wasn't like we could sing, but we didn't know each other, so we all formed this group. It was four of us, and we drove up to New York City to sing literally for Def Jam, and we sang, and I was the lead singer. I was literally the lead singer. No and we, way. Not kidding you, I'm not kidding you. And we sang in the back seat of the of one of the executive producers of Def Jam. We sang in the back seat of his car. Now get this. Get this. So he told me. I'm sorry, he didn't tell me anything. He told them. He said he told them to drop me, even though I was their lead singer. Literally, they were pushing me as the lead singer. They he told them to drop me because I wasn't sexy enough. What? True story. Get
0: out. All True right, story. right, let's go back.
1: First off, so you were, you guys
0: were the original making the band before making the band.
1: <laughs> uh, we did it ourselves. Though. You did it yourselves, yeah. right.
0: Because yeah. that's literally yeah. what that is. That's really, really what that sounds like. You guys were the original making the band, even though yes. it was not Def Jam, but you know what I mean.
1: Yes. Why- we locked up in the house for literally I, I swear it was a weekend like and i wasn't even the thing was i was just hanging out like I, I the girl there was a girl named roxanne and she and i became friends and i think we worked together we knew somebody somehow we were connected and she was like yeah hey, come on over to my house i got some friends coming blah, 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 blah. so i'm like yeah okay you know and i'm just i just wanted to hang out i, I wasn't thinking about <laughs> and we show up at her house and the friend's name was shay and okay. shay was like she was determined she was like i'm going to be a singer i'm going to be a producer i'm going to blah, blah 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 and she really wasn't trying to sing but she was like look i'll do whatever it takes to get into the industry even if it means do it this way so she did and she pulled us all together we were at the house and they were like can you sing and i'm like well yeah you know and they were like well come on so we started singing and initially we sang uh in vogs uh the intro to in vogs um um hold on okay so the intro you know i'm not going to sing it no no i I got you yeah i got you i got you. we we sang we start we sang just that part that intro when i had you Uh you uh know uh we literally we did that and then we we had all these little runs so literally it what was just supposed to be me hanging out turned out to me being literally held up in this house for like 24 48 hours straight and just singing
0: that's crazy
1: and just singing, and we we literally we we found our places where we were, har- you know, harmonizing. We found where we were, you know, each of us kind of got our place, and we just sang. I remember we sang uh, Jade, the, the group Jade. Don't ask my neighbor. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. okay uh, yeah. We sang Janae. Um, uh, hey, Mr. DJ, and that's when we actually auditioned. We auditioned to Hey, Mr. DJ. We auditioned with uh, um, um, In Vogue, and we auditioned with. Uh, all the three songs, all the three songs I just mentioned. Yep. So when I got there, I was excited. I was stoked. I was confident in, in my gift in terms of being able to sing. And I I didn't mind my tomboy edge. That whole tomboy thing, it just, it, it was who I was. I was right, comfortable. Right, 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 right. So I went there and it wasn't that bad. I mean, I had on uh, a, like a black uh, bodysuit. I had on some some baggy jeans, of course, some shoes I didn't have on heels. And I had on like, a, a, like some sort of trendy jacket at the time. I had my little short Halle Berry cut and all these other girls showed up very similar in style, but like they had more like the the breast popping out of their shirt instead, you know, or, you know, some sort of like super tight pants. Just they really pushed up the sex appeal. And I didn't feel I needed to do that because I thought it was all about being talented. Right. I didn't feel I needed to push the envelope. And personally, I felt like if, if you if you like me that much, you'll give me the image. Wow. you'll push me to be sexy. So it was kind of a shock. They didn't want to tell me. We drove back home and they didn't want to tell me that I had been cut from the group. Um, and so they, they were didn't want to the car the whole time. And they happy, were like, happy, like goofy. Like, Oh my God, we you know, I'm like yeah, happy. And they dropped us off. We got back to uh, Pennsylvania to Harrisburg and they dropped me off first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's not right. yo. <laughs> oh, this that's is like, so bad. That's not they dropped right. me off first they were
1: like okay we're gonna take you home and then as soon as we got to my house and they were like oh by the way you've been cut from the group um they said you weren't sexy enough and actually i'm sorry they didn't tell me right away they just said you've been cut from the group and i mean literally my whole world just crashed right there i gave up my job i quit you know i was like so stoked and ready i was excited and it was like no it's not gonna be you boo boo so i'm like wow so i thought for years, I stopped singing as a result because I thought I couldn't sing. Oh. I thought that's why I didn't get it, and it wasn't until like years later that someone kind of found me and was like, "Oh no, they just didn't like your look. They thought you weren't sexy enough." I was like, "That's it." <laughs> that was your problem. They could have.
0: They <clears throat> once again God wink because yes. that's that's not the purpose of what you were supposed to be doing. Had exactly. they had it been though. You could have been any they could well, we can put this, we can stuff that, you know, we can make it we can make it do what it do. I mean, Mm -hmm. let's this be let's face it, Aaliyah was not shapely at all. No, no at (laughs) all. She was a twig. Very tomboy. Right. And very tomboy. You know, how you not anyway. Wow.
1: Yeah.
0: He said I wasn't sexy enough. Do you still uh keep in contact with those, uh, those young ladies?
1: No, no, actually. And the band never formed. Um, once, once they kind of got rid of me, I kind of lost track of what was going on, but nothing ever happened. Basically this, the group went nowhere. Uh, the girl who was Shay, she was like the one who was the ambitious one. She just kind of gave up. I think she went like, she completely moved to a whole nother state and decided to venture other things, but I've never seen, I would love to see or catch up with them just to kind of see what happened, but nothing ever came about of the group. Wow. Yeah. That was uh, a wah 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 moment. Wah, wah, uh, wah. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wah, wah, there you go. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Nothing ever happened. Oh man. Well, like I said, it was supposed to be your um your moment to go a completely alternate direction because mm-hmm. had you have done the whole music thing, which is a completely different beast. In itself, to be honest with you, so I'm yeah. I'm actually rather glad that it did not go well. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean. We're, 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 I'm that's saying true. this with I'm saying this with love. I'm I'm not I'm saying right. like this to be like I'm egregious right. and nothing like that. I I if if uh, if that's what your your direction would have been, I'm quite sure singing would have been like, oh my gosh, she's in the Grammys. But uh, no, you are, you're 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 in you're you're the Fizbian now. You're the. You know. <laughs> you're talking you know so i so so here's my so here's my nerd moment so here's my nerd moment i um i'm i'm sitting and i'm i'm looking at social media and i say to myself oh wow there's lori oh cool she's doing stuff she's doing some stuff wait a minute she's doing some stuff wait a minute okay let me just you know just See what she's doing. Okay, all right. Okay, that you have to understand. This was post cheney University graduation. I've just yeah. done like two to three theater joints, so okay. I'm like the I'm. I thought that I was the only one at the mill, and this is my okay. you know my thought process as the weirdo kid that mm-hmm. no one else after graduation that was black really want enjoyed like entertainment. I thought I was mm-hmm. the only person after the Milt that was like entertainment was not that thing for you because mm-hmm. you should have been doing a, being a doctor or being a teacher or being a lawyer yes. or being, you know, they drive you to do all those, you know, yes. all those other yes. things and mm-hmm. entertainment was never even in the, wild, never, never in the cards. So <laughs> when, so when I saw a milp actually it was two people, I saw mm-hmm. what I saw you, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. <laughs> there's someone else and then right shortly thereafter right uh right after i'm at uh at the time my uh old flame that i was dealing with and i was sitting in her loft list you know just watching HGTV, and um i was just flipping channels she's like no go back to HGTV." tv i'm like come on do we really have to watch this stuff <laughs> whatever so it, it was HGTV, tv and then she would it, it, because it was her TV, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I was, I'm in her spot. Um, right. I was like, let's watch Orange County Choppers. Let me just watch that, you know. As a, a side, it's still something on the same level. It's like that. She's like, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: as I'm watching it, it's the episode, and I see Omar Celine. Mm-hmm. Omar Celine from '94 from my class, and I'm like, what the heck is Omar doing on here? And he's a ca- <laughs> and he's a cameraman, like. I'm like, oh my God. So I jumped up out of my, you know, she's looking at me all crazy looking. I'm like, this is my classmate. So for me, it was, I always get nerded out when I see Mm -hmm. my folks, my peeps, my milts, you know, uh, doing something amazingly huge in in the, uh, you know, in the arts. So when I saw your resume and I'm looking through all of this and I'm like, she was in that? Tell me yours, you you know, how was... (laughs) first off your first role at, on Grays because we've talked about Grays a lot mm-hmm. what was you know your first you know you you're you showing up you know you're doing your due diligence you know you you're in the game you're taking it seriously you're showing up on time what was it when you got the you know when you got the call like hey we're actually going to get a speaking role on Grays
1: well again everything about my life and my career has never been or forth- like it's uh, so unorthodox you know it's it's like everyone's going to tell you okay do it like this do it like this and this right. is what's going your end result that's not the case for me because i would literally try to do it like this do it like, this, and it would never be that so it was just my life just kind of happens seriously <laughs> it's it, it just it, i'm ser- like people people look at me and they're like you got yourself all together i'm like you have no idea i'm literally like a spinning top and i have no idea where i'm gonna land next you know but um so I got a call to be a stand-in on Grey's Anatomy, and of course, I'm like, yeah, I'll take that, right, sure. Right. So I go in as a stand-in for a tall girl, because they typically can't find tall actors. Most actors are very short, so from for the acting world i'm considered very very tall so i you know i was like absolutely so i go in and these two twins are playing this character for this particular role and i'm i'm tall enough to be and i look nothing like them so it was so bad because i had short hair at the time in the industry because of my modeling career i just kind of kept my hair short but they wear this this hideous wig you know just and while i'm there I caught the attention of, of the, the people at, on Grey's Anatomy, like the directors and the, you know, the producers, all these people that are like the, the inside people, Debbie Allen. And, you know, even the stars, the cast, I caught their attention one, because I'm black and two, because I had this hideous wig on. So they're just like, why do you have that on? You know? And I'm like, well, I was told I have, (laughs) I was told I have to wear this wig, in order to to be here for these this character and they were just like take it off you know <laughs> that's liberation so took, right there <laughs> it was it seriously was i took the wig off and i had i think at that point i'm not sure if my hair was blonde at that point yet but it was very close to being I, it might have been i think it was blonde yeah because they were like oh dear god don't ever go there with blonde hair like what are you doing right so i Of course, I have blonde hair and I take it off. So I captured the attention of the people on the set of of Grey's Anatomy. So they called me back. There was a gentleman that needed a stand in. So I would do both women as I would be a stand in for women and men. Oh, wow. A lot of times the men were tall, so they needed a tall person. They couldn't find a a black man. They would just hire me. And I. I didn't ask. I just, okay. So I would go there and I, I've been a stand in for several people, male or female, and just kind of did their part. So they started seeing me around on the set and they were very friendly, you know. So they brought me in another time and they actually made me a nurse in an episode.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So there was, that was my, actually my very first time being like on camera they literally pulled me from the background they were like you come here I want you to walk in knock on the door and introduce yourself so basically I didn't say anything but I just kind of knocked on the door mm. and, and just kind of let let the person that was coming into the scene in so that was my first time being there the second time again I came in as a background and I was just kind of minding my business. They had put me on camera this day instead of being uh, as a stand-in. And I'm standing there, and Debbie Allen walks in. She looks around the room. She said, I need another doctor. You. She literally points at me. You. Stand right here. I want you to have sass. I want you to have attitude. And when they say something, I want you to just chime in, and you just say, I concur. Wow. I'm literally wow. like, wow. Um. okay, Debbie Allen is the talking Debs. to me. The dead, yes, you know, like, I'm thinking of, <laughs> theme. I'm thinking of you know, Leroy, I'm right? Thinking of, you know, the Cosby show, I'm thinking of like, right. all and stuff, you know. And I like she, her mouth is moving, I don't hear anything. All I see is <laughs> Debbie <laughs> Allen is standing in front of me, talking to me right now, and beside her is Jesse Williams, and Nerd beside him, you know, I mean, like, I'm literally like. Like I can only imagine the dumb, like deer in the headlights look on my face, you know. (laughs) So I'm standing there, and sure enough, they put the camera, and I was so nervous. I was honestly, I sucked. I'm not gonna lie, it it sucked because I was like, "Ah, I was, I was (laughs) was terrified, like, like. That's Nobody great. Nobody prepared me. Nobody prepared me. Like I had no script. I had no. I mean, it was literally like you stand there, say this, have attitude. I'm like, uh. so I was good at looking important. You know, I was good at you know having the the, the look. But when my mouth opened, it was like, ah! it was like, <laughs> like puberty. You know, and I think my voice. Cried. Like you, I have a solid voice. Like come on, you know, I have a. a it's very a very
0: booming voice. Woman. Yes. Yes. Thank you. It's I'm a very. It's commanding. Female
1: adult. Voice. Yes. You know, and when I spoke at that moment, I mean, I swear it was like puberty. I was like a child all over again, you know, so I was like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't do too good. So they cut, they did cut it. Now they have me in the scene and you see me looking all, you know, serious and deep, you know, but um, I, I got the, my words got cut, but I got the credits, and I also got the pay from it, and I still to this day get the residual checks from it. Nice. So I remember when we were shooting, uh, Jesse Williams kept kind of rolling his eyes at me, like, "Why do we have her? <laughs> what are you know? We're solid on our own. We don't need her. You know, like, come on." Like, oh wow! Who's the rookie? Who's the rookie? Right. Like, <laughs> <You know. laughs> The rookie's messing up the scene. Come on, you know, like he—he he was definitely uh, <laughs> not too enthused with Lori Livingston on that set. That's but funny. They—they they gave me my first break. They—they—they they, they did, and and they've been to this day. Like I, am still very connected with uh, the, a lot of the um, the actual stars of the show and a lot of the, you know, the people behind the scenes, the writers, the producers, and the, so. Uh, Grey's Anatomy will forever be very near and dear to my heart. Yeah, so they called me that's again. awesome they called me back one more time and this time i became the grace sloan the grace sloan um legal team and it was actually miss Vijay J herself who hand picked me out and she was like you come in sit down i want you to say this i want you to look like this and, i mean she was directing me i want you to look like this and from that scene when i first came up as the grace sloan legal team I made a, I had a certain look on my face that they thought was absolutely hilarious. So from there, they brought me back again. And that's the scene where she literally is like, uh, you know, Miranda. Miranda has this massive meltdown on this doctor. And I'm sitting there. And if you look at the scene carefully everybody's looking at me because Jesse Williams was directing this particular episode and Jesse Williams comes in right beside me again, geeking out. Like I did the last time he's like right in my ear and he's like, okay, I need you to be like really cool. Like, don't be too big, you know, just keep it really down. You know, you don't have to, <laughs> I, I, I don't need you to go really big. You know, I just need you to keep it really soft, subtle. But like when she says this, I want you to roll your eyes again. Don't go big. Okay. Cause you know, you have a tendency to go big. Don't go big. <laughs> Don't do it. You know.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> did you go big? You did. did
1: you go big? I didn't. You didn't. I did. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> so, um, but they were watching me. So now that I say this, go back and look at that clip. I have so now. See-
0: I'm gonna actually go. I've seen it so, uh, several times, but now I'm gonna go yes. back since this conversation. Go back and look at it. I'm gonna they really go back and look to at
1: make it. Make sure this little nigga didn't go big.
0: That's make sure, you know, hilarious. Know, like you don't go big. Don't go big. That's don't hilarious.
1: Go big. So they all kind of checked on me and made sure, but it was the best. It was absolutely the best
0: so opportunity. Grays, I think, is such a dynamic show. Um, it, it was ahead of its time and it platforms a lot of up and comings. Um, and that springboard from going from Grays, where did you go to next?
1: Uh, I had a little bit of a hiatus. I, I stepped down, um, not intentionally. Some things had happened uh, in my life at that point, and I had taken a huge step back. So I just kind of dove right back into being um, a stand in. So I went into CBS, I was a stand in on CBS for about four years um because Grey's Anatomy was like 2017 that was the last episode I worked so from 2017 till about 2019 I was a stand-in for uh CBS so I became a stand-in or it's like a body double sometimes for some of these actors but like uh I was a stand-in for Kobe Bryant on CBS The Talk I was a stand-in wow. for I, I was personally I was Eve the rapper I was her personal I was her stand-in wow that was purpose of me being there so before her was Aisha Taylor. Aisha Taylor basically she quit the show to to have her own and Eve took her place so I became Eve's stand-in but a lot of times they would shuffle us around as well so I did stand in for like Kobe Bryant uh, twice actually because he was on the show several times and he was brilliant and he was there uh, weeks just weeks before he died and I was his stand-in and he gave us all books he gave us all books, like he had written a book and he gave us all books, but I wasn't um, into, because he was like writing, it was kind of like a um, Lord of the Rings esque type book type inspired type of deal, and I wasn't really into it, so I gave my book away to a huge Kobe fan not knowing he was going to yeah. die, like, yeah.
0: And you know what's interesting, um, I in seeing some commercials that he's done, and just other work, uh, mm-hmm. Kobe is hilarious.
1: He, he is. is he was, he was. Yeah.
0: such a hilarious actor. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you don't even know that yes. he's doing it. It's just natural. And I look at some stuff that I've seen from you, and I'm like, even <laughs> forgive me, because I stalk your your IG and I and I know that you're on TikTok because I see your stuff when you post it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. She's hilarious. Lori is <laughs> effing hilarious. And I've Thank mentioned you. that to you. And I have said, you know, I, I I I would pay good money to see some comedy, you know, a, 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 a whatever it's Netflix series or something, just mm-hmm. to see your comedy because you are absolutely hilarious. And it's not so much the over the top hilarious type of deal mm-hmm. like most people do. That like like his the forced joke. It's not mm-hmm. that. It's subtle. It's you know, it's like the it's the moment before the moment of funny comes and then there it is. It's, it's so organic. It's like, it's naturally funny. You must laugh. I was watching. <laughs> so I was, I had to ask the question because I don't know if anyone has seen this, but I, I need to get more information about hot date, Deborah. You, you, you got to tell me about me. hot date, Deborah. For those of you who, if you listen, (laughs) for those of you, if you go to Lori Livingston's IMDB page, there is a hilarious clip of her portrayal. I ain't going to give it away, but it's the the clip is called Hot Date Deborah," And I'm like. (laughs) looking i am nerding out looking for this movie i'm like i need to find this movie so i'm like all right i gotta ask her like did this movie ever see the light of day like where is it uh, like, i need to i need to find this because
1: it's covid covid absolute, hit oh. and so stopped covid hit and so many things just kind of got you know stunted so uh we shot this movie 2018 because i had blonde hair at the time so we shot this movie way back then and it it was it's meant to be a hilarious you know story of this Arab kid who comes to, Arab man who comes to America, and he kind of makes his way through America, and while he's here, he falls in love with a particular girl, and she, you know, starts to fall in love with him, but he's like this gigolo, so he's like sleeping sleeping with everybody, but he has all this money, <laughs> you know, he has all this money, and he's just like, he he has to find out the hard way what true love is, basically, you know, is the over- view of the story. So I was one of his hot dates. And for him, he needed what he calls the Zuka Zuka, which is like, you know, it's it that's how you know you're in love with a girl. Right. For him. Right. So if you
0: see this, you gotta see this cat, what he looks mm-hmm. like. It's like I it's immediately, I I immediately thought of Borat, but just in a completely <laughs> different spin. When I saw it, I said, Oh my gosh, this is yeah. and again, it's subtle it's so mm-hmm. organic and I belly rolled on the ground when I saw this. And then it's the exit that you give. I ain't going to give it away because it's, okay. I want people to see it. It's absolutely hilarious. Why can't we not see more of your funny? I need to see more of your funny. Cause I don't, they're, they're, I think what
1: happens, you know what I, I mean? What mm-hmm. No, thank you. I think what happens in Hollywood is, um, Hollywood only sees you as what they see. So, like, you have to show them who you are and what you can do, you know? And I think one of the perfect platforms is your social media, is your Instagram, you know, your social media, where you can kind of create these characters or something and kind of show them, hey, I'm not just a model, I'm funny, I'm theatrical, I'm, you know, all these different things. So, um, I just never really got the opportunity to be fun. The funniest that I was able to do was Grey's Anatomy, which is hilarious in itself, but it's more the subtle hilarious. It's the subtle
0: hilarity. Right, right. right. But it, it's, I got it. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm biased because I'm a fan, but and a nerd guy when it comes to this. So I'm I'm very, very biased. But listen, it takes a lot for me to laugh, especially if it's <laughs> on TV or if it's on, you know, something. If it's something that I know that's supposed to be funny and it doesn't land, I'm like, mm. I'm not going to laugh. And, I'm, and I, I could be in a room filled with people like, ah, ha, 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 and I'm like, you know, no, it's not, mm. no, this is not it. But when I see your stuff, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's on your Instagram, if it's your TikTok, if it's just stuff that you post on Facebook, I am belly rolling on the ground. And again, for me, I am very, very hard. If you say a joke, it's like, man, it's like, I want, yeah. if it's yeah. not like, Bernie Mac, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know those old time comedic, you know com- uh, comedians. If it's not mm-hmm. like that, then I'm not gonna laugh. But your comedic timing, man, listen, I'm Thank telling you, you man, I, 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 so, and I, and I, again, I've said this to you so many times. Though, I'm like, I need to see your comedy stuff. Like you, you got it, you, you got it there, kid. You got some good stuff there. You, 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 <laughs> you make somebody laugh. Go ahead and keep making people laugh. Thank so you. keep doing your TikToks, keep doing that. It, it's it, it belly rolls me. So uh, one of these well, we'll one of these this. moments, somebody will pick it up. Like yeah, there you go. There's there it is. That's 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 it. that's it. That's there she is, right
1: there. <laughs> I will say this: a lot of people don't know about this, and I, I think I can talk about this. But um, just before the beginning of the of the year, I did a um I did a pilot with Michael Ealy. And all the women, you know, the blue eye guy. You yeah, know, with that, yeah, 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 that, yeah, that guy. Yeah, that. I did, guy, I did, a, I did a comedy with him, and um, he said something very similar to you, which blew me away because I was just like, "Holy crap! Wow, this is Michael Ely, Like, wow!" So the whole premises was I was his date for the night, and he was, he was doing a pilot of his TV show called Triage.
0: He's super short, man. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't a- know that would let me stand up next to him. So we were sitting in a car. Okay. You know, so.
0: Okay. Yeah. He's super <laughs> short. He's like, like Tom, the Tom Cruise level height.
1: He's short. I would to, say he's Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise is short. Like,
0: well, Tom Cruise he's is, uh,
1: well. I guess us, he's, Laurie, he's, he's a little ta- a little taller. Give to, him
0: just a to, little to, more to us, Lori. Everybody's short to us. You know, I'm, I'm, you're, you're, <laughs> you know, you're five. You know, five ten. You know, five nine, five ten. You know, I'm six three. So everybody's short to us, man. Whatever. But anyway, in, good. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll give him a little credit. He's a little bit taller than Tom. He's Cruise, a little, little taller. But thing. this, the if you were just to see, it's like Kevin Hart with Leslie. Jones kind of deal. It's like, you kind of know there is yeah. a there is a height difference. So if he's walking right. with you, right. it's like, it's obvious. Well, no, we we're sitting. We right, were but sitting this and... is sitting. So this is
1: sitting, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in the scene, he's um he's basically realized this is not going to work. You know, I, I don't want this girl, you know, I got to get rid of her. And she's like all in and invested thinking that something's going to happen. So we are leaving the date and we go straight to his job instead of going to his house so i'm thinking all right well you know we're gonna go to the house you know we're gonna i'm just gonna follow him wherever he's going but he takes me to his job and as he gets out of the car you know he kind of throws some you know insults at me but he's trying to be polite about it but it's totally insulting and he's like throwing something so my the look on my face is like you know confused like i don't understand and for him he like every time we would they would say cut, he would get back in the car and he would literally like le- he said to me like your the look on your face is priceless it's priceless. <laughs>
0: <laughs> your facial expressions like don't be in a room and somebody is funky. It will come up. You your face will your face will sell it. It's like who's funky in the room and your face look and it's like "Mm, there it is she the cat will come out of the bag easily with your eyes it's so funny so hilarious
1: and that's what he said and for him to say but then the whole the whole like the whole crew the director you know the co-star like they were literally waiting to see my reaction to him you know basically dumping me you know like literally they wanted to see take by take they wanted to see his reaction to me so i do hope that this show gets picked up and I do hope that he keeps me on the show, that it'll be something that they would be like, hey, you know, who's that girl, Lori? You know, we'd like to keep her. But uh, they, definitely,
0: they would be so much in the running for an Emmy if they keep you, when they keep you, <laughs> because it's going to be the next Shits Creek. It's going to be, I, I can just feel it. It's ho- the hilarity. I love Shits yeah. Creek's hilarity for what it is because mm-hmm. it's subtle. It doesn't mm-hmm. try to, it doesn't take itself so seriously. It's not over the top. And you get it. It's funny. So.
1: Right. Right. I'm hopeful for you. I'm hopeful for you
0: as well. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, it's okay. As an actor, you should learn that. Learn the difference in the in the different forms of comedy. You know, don't lock yourself into just the slapstick. Don't lock yourself into, you know, just what we do in the black community. What's funny, just in our, you know, learn, learn that dry humor that the office, you know, that Mm. is a learn that type of humor I just booked a commercial based on the office and that was it you had to be more dry humor when I showed like my mom the audition she was like well, I don't get it you know I'm like it's a different form of humor
0: <laughs> right right I I, I understand it because I like dry comedy it makes mm-hmm. it makes more sense to me and the the more drier and the way that you perform the dry it's that's what makes the comedian the, the comedy side of it pop so I i can't yeah. I can't wait you know I'm I'm always, again, I'm, I'm biased and I, I can't be biased. Well, I am going to be biased because it's my damn show. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be biased. I cannot wait to see your next endeavors and everything that you're doing. All right. That wraps up part one of my interview with Lori Livingston. Come back for part two where we speak to her about her involvement with Marvel Studios WandaVision, her acting gems, her clothing line, and her newly released book. So stay tuned for the next episode everybody. This is Louis Duval of the Louis Duval Experience. Be blessed. Create and as always, rock steady. The Louis Duval Experience is a production of Soul Magic Studios.